Hey there. Today we're talking about Facebook groups that grow your business. And when I mean grow, I mean building a bigger audience and getting sales. It's an exciting episode. We're going to share how one of our members has done that. I'll see you on the inside and we'll break it down for you. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey there, welcome back. You know, I think this lesson is going to answer question, one of those nagging questions that uh, might be in your mind, but I know certainly it's on the mind of lots of store owners. And the question is, should they start a Facebook group? I think that people kind of have an idea that that might help them with their business. They're also on the other side saying, well, do I want to do all that work? How will I know if it's working? How will I keep people engaged? I can't be my full-time job. So that's the hesitation to do it. And it's kind of murky, you know, what is the upside? And so we think collectively in the inner circle, the coaches and myself, we all think that there's a lot of uh, reasons to have a Facebook group, as long as you find a way to do it that actually gets you the result that you want. And so our coach, Kelly Barth, who's our coach for makers and creatives, did some training for us this month. There's uh, four lessons in her unit where she walks our members through, first of all, why, and then who it's for, and then how you do it. And then she shows an example of how she's managed to create her group that gets her great return on investment. She shows people how she measures the results. And she has kind of a a really systemized content plan that means that she's not spending hours and hours on this group every week. And so that's what we're sharing uh, in the inner circle. That's what our members are learning. And when we come up with training like this, every month we have a, what we call a planning session, and that's where we go through the training and our members can ask questions on how they might apply the training to their business. And so it really helps, you know, resolve all their issues and let them decide if this is something they want to implement. And so what you're going to hear is a snippet from this month's planning session. And it gives you all the high level information you're going to need to know to decide if you should have a Facebook group. And if you decide you're going to, how you're going to provide the content and monetize it. And as a special bonus, we can all thank Laurel Thompson, give her a shout out. Uh, We have set up, I want you to listen to the end. I'm going to tell you how you can grab one of those lessons from the inner circle. So you can just get a taste of what this is like, what this kind of training that we provide is like, and it will help you a little bit either figure out if you want a a group or if you have a group, it's going to help you audit the group that you have and maybe refine your strategy. So at the end, I'll tell you how to pick up this lesson. One of the things you'll learn in it is the biggest mistake that people make with their Facebook groups. But right now, I want you to listen in to this convo. Remember, this is a group call. So many of our members uh, will be listening to the very same thing. But I think you'll find it answers a lot of the questions that you might have about a group. So 
I'm going to tell you, you're listening to myself and our makers coach, Kelly Barth. And uh, it's really interesting. So grab a pen. And so Kelly, let's talk about what you feel are the top three reasons to have a Facebook group, because we know that a Facebook group is not for everyone. And so what do you think are the top three reasons? So the first reason is that allows you to have a direct conversational relationship with your customers. You can talk to your customers through your page. It's hard to get them to respond to you on your page because when they comment on your business, they know every person that follows them, you know, their old high school teachers and their neighbor from 10 years ago, everybody's going to see that comment. So a lot of times people don't interact on your page. A group allows you to speak to your customers in a private place. So that's kind of my top reason for enjoying a Facebook group. I also really like that inside of your Facebook group, your customers can connect with one another. So if I had a question about a product, I could put it inside of your Facebook group. And then people who have interacted with your product, use your product, already love your product, can answer questions for me. And then I can build trust with your brand knowing that there's other people who like it. And I can build relationships with your customers as well. And a third thing that I really like about Facebook groups is it allows you to nurture your existing customers so that they become repeat buyers. So those people who've already bought from you, you can keep talking with them. You know, you're, you're emailing them and, and staying in touch with them in other ways, but nothing allows you to have a two-way conversation repeatedly with your current customers like a Facebook group does. Okay, and it's an easy way to reach out and find them. So simple. Absolutely, because they're all in one spot. I think also, can you just say a little bit about community? Yeah, absolutely. One of the biggest things I've noticed, you know, I've been running my business for a long time, but it's really only taken off in the past year or so. And I realized as I started to develop authentic relationships with the moms who buy my shoes and getting to know their kids and watching them grow up and all those things, my business went from, you know, just being okay, kind of a passive hobby to something that first of all, actually pays me, which has been really nice, but to something a little bigger than just you know, here's some shoes. I put them on the internet. I hope you buy them. The, the brand has kind of taken off in a way that gets people excited. You know, I don't feel salesy when I show up to offer a new product and my customers will encourage one another to go out and buy things too, because they've built a relationship with my brand, which is really neat. Yeah. I think about it like the inner circle is a community of people, like the people in your Facebook group get to know each other. And there's a little bit of an advantage, I think, for us as merchants. And certainly I remember with WeSqueak, if somebody who's in your group buys a pair of your shoes and sends that picture into the group feed and talks about how much they love them, that is so much more authentic than if you dump a picture <laughs> of your shoes in that feed. And it's really just like a community that all has a common interest. And they feed off each other. They really enjoy having the conversations they have, but they also create a little bit of FOMO with each other inside of the group, which is so good. They really so, do. Yeah, my best salespeople are my existing customers now. And the best part about that is that's all free. I don't have to pay an influencer or send them free product. Those people are buying products for me and then marketing for me too. Yeah. Real nice. And just another little tip. One of the things that I thought was so great about having a group is that you get people speak differently in a group than they would in a more public forum. And they mostly won't even speak on your page. But I got to hear my customers' language, like the actual words they were using to talk about why they, why they love them, what they love best, or, you know, just in a really natural way. And 
for me, I always struggle with copy. And I mean, put your hand up if I can see it. Who struggles with copy? We all struggle with copy. And one of the things that is so good about a Facebook group is that you can take all these words that people are saying about your product or about, you know, the success they've had getting orders delivered or the compliments they've had about the product, whatever it is. And you can actually put them in a document. And when you're searching for copy, use those words uh, right back into your copy. And they're really effective and natural. So I love that too. But let's talk about, here's the thing. I think one of the things is, and we will talk about this old guy. I see you're asking who a group's not for, and that's a really good question. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's talk about how you don't just wake up one day and decide that you are going to create a Facebook group. It takes a little bit of planning and effort to create an environment that will grow, but also to have a strategy to grow that group. Because if you just get a Facebook group to, you know, 25 people, it's going to be a slog. Like you need a strategy to grow the group. So let's talk about how to grow a Facebook group. Yeah, I think there's kind of two stages of growing your group. So if your group is brand new, I recommend keeping it very warm to people who already know you and you have a little bit of a relationship with them. So when you first create your group, I recommend posting about it on your page, talking about it in your stories and sending an invitation to your email list. And you can make that very personal. You know, the subject line is something like a special invitation for you. And then the body of the email is something like, I've created this community because I want to, you know, get to know you better. And I want to invite you, you know, farther into my brand so we can really create this community and invite all of those people that are your current customers or maybe just about to make a purchase into your group. And then building on that email, you can also actually automate that. If you have an automation after somebody's made a purchase with you, you can put an email in your post-purchase automation, inviting them to join your Facebook group. You know, I'm so excited you've made a purchase with me. I hope you'll join our community and, and come hang out with us because we're fun or, you know, whatever it is that your group offers. So that's where I would start. And then once you have your current customers, your current audience in your group, kind of start working on your content strategy. Figure out what kinds of posts do they respond to? What kinds of things do you want to ask them? What kinds of things do you want to offer them? And then once you have an idea of what kinds of content is engaging for them and things like that, then you can really start to scale your group because you always want to keep an eye on your engagement. If you build a group that isn't engaged, it, I mean, obviously not going to be worth your time, but also you're not going to get a lot of reach out of that. So I would start with your core people, get them engaged. And then there is another little bit of a trick. If you already have an engaged group and you really want to scale it, you can actually go into your group as your page. Um, there's an invite button that if you are in your group as yourself, when you click that button, it'll allow you to invite your friends. If you switch over to your page, that invite button will actually allow you to invite people who've engaged with your page to join. Uh, you have to do that from a computer. If you have never done that before, the first time you go in to do it, it's going to be like hundreds of people you can invite, which is so satisfying. Once you've invited those people the first time, if you're running an engagement ad for your Facebook page, the people that engage with your ad, you can actually pull those in to invite to join your group too through that invite button. I wouldn't do that until you have an engaged group with your audience in it. But once you have those people, you can grow your group pretty quickly that way. Wow. So I didn't know that. This Kelly demonstrates this in the training. She demonstrates this process of inviting the people that like your page. So she'll walk you through it. And you'll be able to see that. But I did not know that you could run an engagement ad and do the same thing, which means you can scale 
to infinity and beyond if you want to for very little money. I mean, we have everybody here who's done ads made easy and traffic bootcamp knows how to get an engagement ad with very inexpensive engagements. And so that's a great way to collect a lot of people that are at the top of your funnel that you want to warm up to get closer to the bottom of your funnel and they'll make a purchase. And so a group is a great place to move people down your funnels. That's super smart. So what you're saying is you don't grow a group with dollars, really. It's not a a monetary thing. It's not like you jump out into your page and say, join my group. Do you feel like you need any kind of reason for them to join your group? Like, I don't think you offer any discount or incentive or anything like that. It's more of this community that you're creating. Is that right? Absolutely. I think as small business owners, that's one of our biggest advantages is that we are people. And just having access to you is a huge benefit. Nobody's getting access to, you know, Amazon. Jeff Bezos or Mark Zuckerberg isn't hopping in a group, but they can access you directly in that Facebook group and get to know you. Or if they're thinking about making a purchase and they wonder, is it is it actually as good as the ad says it is? Just the ability to go into a whole group of people that already own that thing and ask them honest questions, that's really valuable in and of itself. And it doesn't cost you anything to offer. So one of the things you said, though, Kelly, was that people need to have an engaged group. Or what happens is the reach really starts to get stunted. So say you have a thousand people in your group, but it's not engaged. And and so you'll start to notice that people aren't seeing your posts. They're not showing up in the feed. And so really engagement is kind of like job number one when you are building your group. And so how do you do that? First of all, how do you figure out what's engaging for people? And then how do you create that content in a way that just doesn't like take up, suck up all your time and suck the life out of you? How do you do that? So I'm going to answer your questions backwards if it's okay, because the way that I create content kind of informs all the rest of that. We talked a little bit and Olga, your question about who is a group not for, before you start a group, you need to have an email list and you need to be emailing those people weekly. So if you haven't done that yet, invest your time in your email list because that's so important. If you're sending a weekly email, that email that you send can create all of your content for you. So if you're already putting the work into making an email, a group isn't going to be that much extra time of thinking of, oh my gosh, what do I say every day? So take that email that you sent, pull out a couple of bullet points that you want to speak up, speak about over the course of the week. Now, I like to think of how would I say this just to an acquaintance, to somebody I'm just meeting? That's the content that I use on my page. And then I look at that again and I think, okay, now if I was talking to my best friend about this and I was really excited or maybe I had questions about it, I would take it and rephrase it that way. And that's what I put in my group. So I try to create a question about that to get their feedback. I try to create an invitation for them to share their own content. So maybe somebody already owns the product that I'm featuring, or maybe people have feedback about if I'm doing a pre-order, what kinds of things should be involved in the pre-order. And I'll ask questions in the group about whatever it is that's in the email that week. And then I like to do a little video around that too, just so that creates conversation. Whenever I do a video in my group, I always give them some kind of invitation to participate as well. So I'm doing this this week. Here's what I want you to say in the comments about it, or here's what I want you to create a post about related to this. So just take your email that you're already doing and then share that content again, broken down into bite-sized pieces, like you would say it to your best friend in a way that invites them to respond. 
So I would love to uh, just get an example from you. So you do a little video. Is it a live video? I don't go live in my group because I have a toddler and I never know how that's going to go. If I could go live all the time, I probably would. I sometimes do a mix, but for the most part, my weekly videos are pre-recorded. And here's another little trick. I always do it as my page because if you make a video in your group as your page, you can add that to a retargeting audience of video viewers. So you can run retargeting ads to people who've seen your video within your group if you do it that way. That's huge right there. And so what Kelly just said is that if you are creating that video as your page and posting it as your page in your group, you can go into your audiences in your ads manager and add to your video audience anyone who has watched that video. And because it's in your group, you're actually able to target those people with that video when you retarget. So that's really good. So let's just dig a little bit deeper into that. So how long are these videos that you're making? Not longer than 10 minutes. And even that, today's video landscape is as a long video for for how much people consume. But I do that once a week and it's kind of a check-in video with them. And what would you say in the video? Facebook has a feature within your group that allows you to tag all your new members. So I roll that into an introduction to the group. I always say what my group is, who it's for, how they can participate, And then I introduce them to whatever it is that I talked about in my weekly email. So for instance, this week, I am promoting my VIP membership in advance of Black Friday. So I'm letting them know if you join the VIP before the Black Friday sale, here's the extra perks you're going to get. And so then I will ask, if you're already a member of the VIP, would you please tell us what you like about it in the comments or create a post in the group to tell us what you like about the VIP and what you've purchased as part of your VIP membership. So they'll be creating content surrounding that. And if you're not a member of the VIP, here's a link. And I put a call to action in there for them to go join. And then I give them a little bit of information about what they'll gain as a member of that. Okay. So all roads lead to VIP. (laughs) In in this particular week. And then when you are creating content for the group, you're just pulling out whether your, your weekly campaign, your weekly email campaign is a sale, or maybe it's just about a new product, or maybe it's just something to keep people engaged, but you pull out a few pieces of that and break that down into, say, three posts during the week. Yep. Yeah. If I'm packing up orders from that event, I might just take a picture of, you know, my kind of messy desk with here's a poly mailer and the thing I'm putting in it. And that could be a post, look, your stuff's going out. And then who's getting one? So then they comment of, oh, I can't wait for mine to arrive and things like that. So we're always getting that engagement on those posts. Good. So that really takes care of the content. So it's not like you're sitting there wondering what to post next. You've got it systemized. And so you have to create that content for that email anyway. So this is just repurposing it. Which is of what you're already doing for sure. Yeah, it's better for people to hear the same thing 10 times than to hear one thing or no, 10 different things. They'll get your message if you say the same thing 10 times more than they will if you say 10 different things. So that's that's really good. And let's talk about, okay, you've got all this, you've got this group. So you've got all these people that are a captive audience and you're spending some time creating content for them. How are you monetizing this group? How do you get an ROI on this? Like, how do you know that, how do you move them along to a sale? So I don't do this in every post. Some of my posts are just kind of passive and conversational. Like, do you like this in red or green or things like that? But a few times a week, I make sure that there's a call to action and a link within what I'm posting. So like what I what I spoke about before using the VIP membership example again, this here's a link to the VIP here's your benefits if you join it. And then 
go join now because you're going to miss out if you don't. So at least once or twice a week, I make sure that my post includes a call to action with a link back to my site. And then every once in a while, I will really expand on that and kind of, you know, double down to use the Susan phrase. And I will create a marketing event that's exclusive to the group. And that week is the week that my group really is very active on my site. And I'm sending lots and lots of orders out to group members. So what I like to do because I'm a maker is I offer custom items. I do that once a week, four times a year, and it's only available to group members. So that's a week where I really see my group convert into purchases. And obviously that doesn't work for everybody, but you could do a limited edition item that's exclusively available to your group, or, you know, you do a launch with a wait list and the people in your group are the first to have access to a new item, things like that. Yeah. I remember our, you know, one of our best days in my WeSquake group was when we had a little party in the group. And so we posted on the page about this party that we were having, and I can't even remember uh, what the deal was, but it was like different deals at different hours. Exactly what I recommend you don't do, but <laughs> but it was all within this group. And so we had a lot of people in the group right from the beginning. And then we had the party and there was like a bingo, like a virtual bingo. And there was a couple of other games that we did. So people were winning prizes and the prizes were gift cards, but there was a sale the, the whole length of the party. And we actually did $13,000 that day, just from the Facebook group, just from that party. And so that was a really, because, you know, I didn't do it myself. I paid someone to manage the group. And so it was a really clear indication that it was very important that we do that work, even though every day we didn't see the ROI of the people in that group. Those were the people that when you make an offer, they're listening and they're captive and they're cheering each other on. And so it made for a really good environment. So even though you don't see it every day, every time you post a link, people aren't running, it does add up over time. It's like a a cumulative effect. We were talking about this before we went live. We were talking about what you think is the best strategy to measure your results. And, you know, I think it's really important that we always have a measuring stick that we can put on our activities so that we're like not spinning in circles and saying that doesn't work. I'm going to do something else now. And I I was just so thrilled when you told me how you are measuring this. So good. Can you share with everyone else? Yeah, absolutely. I like to keep an eye on my group using the source medium report within Google Analytics. And I just watch the specifically the mobile Facebook rates. I like to watch the bounce rate there, which for me is 24%, which if you're following your bounce rate is very, very low. It makes me very happy to see that. I watch the amount of pages they view per session, which is for my Facebook traffic now is over three pages per session. And I also watch the conversion rate. So I see people coming to my page from Facebook or converting at 2%, which is higher than my overall conversion rate, which is really exciting. I'm thinking it must be way higher. Yeah, I'm at like 1.2 overall. I am sending people to a landing page to opt in for Black Friday. So I know that pulls things down a little bit. But to see, yeah, to see those, those Facebook people converting at 2% is... Yeah. Now, I don't have a group. And just, just to compare that for Sockdoggo, and you'll all be able to compare this with yours. For example, my traffic from Facebook has a bounce rate. My average bounce rate is much higher probably than yours, Kelly. It's 72%. My Facebook traffic, and this is so common. I'm sure there are going to be lots of you that have something similar. My Facebook traffic is bouncing at around 81%. 
The average time on site for my Facebook traffic is less than a minute. And my conversion rate on Facebook is I've got one source that is 0.121% and one source that is 0.35. And so the difference in the quality of the traffic between those those people that you have pulled together and my people is massive. Mm -hmm. And that's all free traffic that I'm getting that 24% bounce rate, 2% conversion with. I didn't pay any money to get any of those people to my site. Right. And it's my fourth highest traffic source. So th there's a lot of them coming. So there is a huge value for you in the group and you're just monitoring your Google Analytics. So for those of you that don't know how to do this, the training is in the inner circle in, I believe it's lesson two in conversion school. So the first unit of conversion school is Google Analytics. And I believe it's lesson two that will uh, show you how to get that report. It's pretty simple. It's like not enough few clicks and you can get it done, but it is, it's a big eye opener in many ways. And we show you in the lesson how to go through it. <laughs> I have to tell you, that was so much fun. After that high level overview, which you just heard here in the podcast, we did a little bit of strategizing about sales, how to get more sales from your Facebook group. And what was really interesting is that a number of people came forward with ideas that they had that I hadn't even thought of. And so there are so many ways to get the result you want with these groups. It was really fun. And then of course, after that, we were able to answer the members' questions about how they would apply the strategies in the lessons to their groups, which is always helpful. Sometimes you just need that little extra help with your business. But listen, I promised you a free lesson from this unit. So the group of lessons that Kelly created is four lessons in the unit. And we've got a free lesson for you, which is going to help you with the best practices, the things that are really going to pay off for you when you set up a Facebook group, or if you already have one, it's, it's going to allow you to audit your group and make sure that you're set up to really make the most of the work that you're putting into this group, really get the best results. She also talks about one of the biggest mistakes that she sees people make with their group and how you can rectify that quickly and easily. So if you have a Facebook group already, you'll want to go watch. So head on over to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 86, or you can head on over to our website, thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash 86 and download your free lesson. I want you to watch it, apply the strategies, and by all means, let me know how you did. I would love to hear from you. So thanks so much for your time today. I'm going to see you next week. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K, and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results. And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one -on -one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help 
to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. And I will see you next week.